Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Bless those who curse you. To pray for those who mistreat you. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. The world teaches, my friends, to do evil. To seek revenge to those who hate you. Curse those who curse you. Do not do good to those who mistreat you. And what the world teaches is in essence what Satan desires for mankind to respond when cursed upon But Jesus Christ teaches us to do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Now, I know it's difficult. I know it's difficult to turn the other cheek, to go that extra mile, to bless those who really seek your destruction. But I'm here to tell you tonight, on this live broadcast, that following Jesus Christ is the right thing to do. It's the only thing to do. If you want to stay on a path of peace, prosperity, love, joy, and the blessings of God. Even in the days of Jesus, people cursed one another. And Jesus offered a solution to cursing, and that is to bless those who curse you. I'm dealing with quite a few individuals, even as I speak to you this evening, who are having difficulty abstaining from cursing people. We're talking about believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, who for so many years... have responded to evil by cursing individuals. It's sort of become like an addiction. It's a bondage, and it must be broken by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Only the blood of Jesus Christ is able to break curses.
throughout this world. People who are doing the devil's bidding. Now, some willingly, some unknowingly, but the fact is they're doing the devil's bidding are cursing individuals, families, churches, communities, cities, nations. And many of these individuals are cursing God himself. Just take a moment and think about it. Those of you who live in western nations of the world, here in North America, Western Europe, Australia, New Zealand, how many times do you hear each and every day the Lord's name being taken in vain? People using curses, curses. Cursing one another, using, utilizing the Lord's name. Think about it. Curses are a reality. And yet, how are we to respond to curses? Well, Jesus tells us what to do. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. We must follow the Lord Jesus Christ. So tonight, we're going to find the solution to curses and how to break satanic curses on tonight's edition of Deliverance, I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with another story of a Jesus freak from the Voice of the Martyrs. The Voice of the Martyrs is still sorting out an unsettling turn of events in Indonesia involving a 58-year-old Christian man who was convicted of blaspheming Islam. When Antonius Bawengen received the maximum five years in prison for distributing literature that allegedly spread hatred of Islam, the sentence was protested by more than a thousand people. But the protesters were not demanding a more lenient sentence. They wanted Antonius to be killed. To punctuate their demands, the mob attacked police with stones and set two churches on fire. For specific ways to support and pray for Christians in Indonesia, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with news of another real-life Jesus freak. It's 2nd century Rome. Justin Martyr is a respected pagan philosopher. But seeing Christians willingly die for their faith consumes him with curiosity. So he reads the scriptures and converts. He even opens a school of Christian philosophy in Rome. As his last act, Justin offers his martyrdom as a witness for Christ, saying, For though we are beheaded, crucified, we do not forsake the confession of our faith. But the more things of this kind which happen to us, the more are there others who become believers through the name of Jesus. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a story of real-life Jesus freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. 
Jun was an eager and curious teenager in China in the 1950s. When he heard about a book that told how to get to heaven, Jun walked 35 miles to read it. As a new believer, he walked from village to village sharing the gospel. When the police tried to arrest him, Yoon recalled reading in 1 Samuel 21 that David had once pretended to be crazy to escape his enemies. So Yoon did the same thing, making such a spectacle that the police laughed and let him go. Yoon would later be arrested and tortured for his faith, but he would always remain crazy for Jesus. For more from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. structured uh, in the form of an occult spell, the sending of a demon to a person to afflict, or they could be simply a hateful word to another person in an attempt to destroy the person through the tongue. You know, when, when speaking of satanic curses, most people think of a, of a very structured form of spell where somebody conjures up some kind of witchcraft power some spirit of darkness. They don't realize that curses can be simply a hateful word to another person in an attempt to destroy the person through the tongue. The scriptures which I hold in my hand tells us that the tongue has the power of life and death. The tongue has the power of life and death. You could Tear somebody down with the tongue, or you can uplift someone with the tongue. Just moments prior to coming into this studio to to air this broadcast, I was sitting with my wife, my children, and I was blessing my children, speaking words of affirmation, of love, of blessing. Many people may mock that, saying, well, they're just just—they're young, they're, they're, they're little children. There's no need. They don't understand. Yes, they do. The tongue has the power of life and death. How are you going to utilize your tongue? To speak life or speak death? As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Jesus, King Jesus. And I'm determined to use my tongue by God's grace and gra- by God's grace alone as a power of life. When I speak to you, I'm using the tongue. When I speak to you live on this global radio broadcast, I want to speak life into you, into your very being, into your body, soul, spirit. I want to speak blessings. That's why we end this broadcast with a blessing In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The tongue has the power of life. It's powerful. In fact, in James, in the book of James, listen to this. 
but no man can tame the tongue. In chapter 3, it is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. You can poison an individual, their body. I have been involved in hundreds of exorcisms where people have been cursed. And not only the one who's sending the curse is being poisoned because they're bringing forth the power of death into their life. For the tongue that's utilizing curses is bringing the power of death into their lives. But they're also sending death to an individual or to a family or to a church or to a community. And it's bringing about a deadly poison. And what does a poison do? What does poison do ultimately? What does it accomplish? It makes a person sick. If you partake of poison, you go you you get sick. And you can eventually die. If not treated. And their treatment is found in a living person. Not in a religious system, not in a religious uh, organization. It is found not in psychology, psychiatry, medication. It is found in a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm here to tell you, those who are listening around this world, I'm so blessed to speak to so many thousands and thousands who listen to this broadcast, many who listen to the archive broadcast, who will be listening to this broadcast at a later time date. But I want to speak the truth to you. I want to speak the truth to you. That curses do have power. They have the power of death. But nevertheless, they have power. And they can have an effect upon your family, on your loved ones, on your grandchildren, your extended family. Curses bring about death. They're full of poison. James goes on. He says, with it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men. James, an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, wrote these words in James chapter 3. We curse men who have been made in the image of God. Out of the same mouth, verse 10, proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. He's talking to believers. Believers who curse. Again, I'm not just speaking of a structured witchcraft curse necessarily. Though, that is very real. And that is a problem that we have in our day and age. It's found everywhere. There are kits you could buy at stores on how to bring about curses. Books on how to bring about curses. Spells. Now, those involved in white witchcraft would, would simply say, well, we're just bringing about a spell to bring about harmony, racial harmony, for example, or bringing about a loving relationship. But the fact is, curses, casting of spells, 
is an abomination to the Lord. Is an abomination unto the Lord. James clearly, the Apostle James clearly tells us in the New Testament, and James chapter 3, this should not be. You should not curse. You should not, in a structured way, curse people, nor should you speak a hateful word, a despiteful word, a spiteful word, a harming word to another person in an attempt to bring about destruction. Like I said, the tongue has the power of life and death. Choose this day to use the tongue as the power of life. Speak the things that God would have you to speak. Speak blessings, prosperity, health, deliverance, salvation, the greatness and the mercy and the love and, and the power and the holiness of God, the purity of God. Sure, we're human, and part of the human condition involves using the tongue in a very hurtful manner to others. And there's forgiveness, there's mercy, there's grace. But my friends, we ought to do something with the tongue. And James tells us very clearly that we ought to rein in the tongue. We need to watch the usage of the tongue. He clearly states in James chapter 3, listen to this. Even though the tongue is a little member and boasts great things, so how great a force a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it's set on fire by hell. Now we know where curses come from ultimately. It comes from the pit of hell. And my friends, I'm here to tell you tonight, we ought to not to curse. Perhaps you're listening to this live presentation, and perhaps you participate in, you participate in cursing. You curse God. You use his name, his holy name in vain. Who he is, you mock. And you actually profane his holy name. Tonight is the night to be made right with God. Tonight is the night to make peace with God. You have stumbled. We have people all the time stumbling across this broadcast. We've actually led people to Jesus Christ live on the air as a result of just stumbling across this presentation while I'm doing a live show. They call in, give their lives to Jesus Christ, sometimes on there, sometimes off the air. And perhaps you're listening, you stumbled upon this broadcast, and you curse, and you have a problem in this area. God is merciful. God is gracious. He loves you, my friend. But he tells us, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. When somebody does evil, don't curse them. Bless them, and it will be liberating. I can't begin to tell you how many times I've been hurt by people, even Christians, the church. Sure, it's been difficult. Sure, you would like to seek some kind of revenge. 
But the Lord says very clearly, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Let's not curse. Let's pray for those who mistreat you. Let's pray for those who mistreat you. That is the solution. Now, parents, it's, I mean, it's a well-known fact, my friends. Parents have been known to curse their children in the womb. I can't begin to tell you how many exorcisms, deliverances I've been involved in through 23 years of ministry where the parents, the mother, the father, some family member, have cursed a baby in the womb. My Lord Jesus, I mean, this is a problem. This is how demons enter prenatally. This is how demons enter babies even prior to birth. I mean, parents who have, who have cursed their children in the womb open doors to demons to the unborn child. And of course, children have been known to curse their own parents. And people curse one another all the time. I mean, cursing can take the form of a curse word or a number of words communicating hate, anger, bitterness, resentment, and revenge. Curses for those without Christ and the consequences of such, those in Christ and outside of Christ, can actually, these curses can actually be passed down through the generations through personal sin. Moses writes of this very, so very clearly in the book of Exodus chapter 34. Those who do not know Jesus Christ who are listening to the broadcast, curses can have, and the, and the consequences, the effects of them, can actually be passed down through the bloodline. And those who are in Christ, Jesus has taken upon our curse. He bore our curses. But the consequences of curses can actually be passed down. And we can be affected, just like diseases in, are, are sometimes passed down, hereditary. Even to those who, who believe. But we have a solution. Jesus Christ took upon our curses. He took upon our diseases. He took upon our infirmities. He took upon our sins so we could be forgiven, free, and healed. For example, an unrepentant grandparent who's committed adultery, for example. has brought a curse upon the family and allows demons to enter the family line. Now, this curse, which is the demon powers behind it, that is, and the inclinations that come along from the sin are then passed down to future generations. So then this familiar spirit, if you will, then attempts to seduce others in the family to the various sins with the hopes of entangling a new generation, and furthering the generational stronghold upon the family. However, one can be freed. And that's the good news, my friends. You can be free from any curse through Jesus Christ, who redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. That's what Jesus Christ has done. He has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse us. The demons that come through curses can be driven out in 
the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. And God liberates us from the curse that we might be now a blessing to all who may come in contact with us. Let me be very clear on this. You're made. Everybody who's listening to this broadcast is made up of three aspects. The human composition exists of body, soul, spirit. Your body is the flesh, obviously. The soul is the mind, the emotions, and the will. The spirit nature is that aspect of you that that can become regenerated, can be experienced the born-again experience, can experience the presence of the living God in a very intimate manner. And it's that spirit nature that mystically, mysteriously, miraculously, supernaturally is seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms upon your conversion to Christ. Ephesians 2, Colossians 3 makes this very clear. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, your spirit nature, obviously that's not your flesh nature. Your flesh does not enter the Lord Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms. Your flesh nature is in time and space here on earth. But your spirit nature, Jesus says the Holy Spirit, the spirit gives life to the spirit. Your, your spirit nature is given life and thereby is raised with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms. In Christ Jesus. Well, can curses be there with you in Christ? No. Can a demon be there in Christ? No. Because you're in Christ. Your spirit nature, that is. But a curse can have an effect. The effects of the curse can have an effect upon your body nature, upon your soul. James makes that clear. He says, brethren, my brethren, these things ought not to be so. What things? Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. Your carnal mind, believer, brother and sister in Christ, can still curse. You could still curse God. You could still curse one another. But that may not be so. But your spirit nature, though, is hidden in Christ and God. And that's a safe place for your true identity to be in. So we can be thankful that we're not affected by curses in the spirit nature. For the spirit nature possesses no curse. We are redeemed from the curse. Because Jesus Christ became a curse for us when he shed his blood on a cross, when he died. He rose again. And he is alive, and he's able to save you, my friend. You may be listening to this broadcast. You've stumbled upon this broadcast, and you recognize. You recognize on this very day, as you look upon your very life, you realize that you're still under a curse. You've not experienced the life-transforming power of Jesus Christ in your life. Well, tonight I invite you to experience the power of Jesus Christ and his blood, his shed blood on the cross. It's very simple. You're not saved by any works. 
There's nothing you could do to muster approval from God by your works. God cares for you as you stand there right now. But there's consequences in the here and now, in time and space. If you reject Jesus Christ, your spirit will end up in eternal hell. But the good news, and that's why the gospel is referred to as the good news, it is good news, is that Jesus Christ can take away the curse. So when your spirit nature is seated with Jesus Christ, God the Father sees you in his righteousness, in the Lord's righteousness. And for the Lord has taken upon your curses, and your spirit nature will be free from curses. Perhaps you've been cursed. You need to experience the life-transforming power of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Tonight's the night. Throughout this world, whoever may be listening to this broadcast in various countries around the globe, now is the time of salvation. Now is the day of salvation. I would like for you to pray with me. And you could begin a new life with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. God is love, and he loves you, and he cares for you deeply. His tender mercies, his compassions, his great kindness is for you. Just simply pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I acknowledge I'm a sinner. Forgive me, O God. Cleanse me. I turn from sin. Forgive me of all my sins, O God. Jesus Christ, come into my life so I may be a blessing to others, so I may use my tongue for blessing and not for cursing. Fill me, O God, with your very life. I turn from Satan, and I turn to Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone on this night. And I praise you, Jesus. And I glory in your holy name, in Jesus' name. Now, if you simply pray that prayer with me, I'd like for you to email me at jay at jaybartla.org. jay at jaybartla.org. And let me know that you prayed with me so I could send you a free New Testament so you may be strengthened by God's word, comforted by God's word, and be taught by God's word. It's always a great privilege to lead souls to Jesus Christ. Just earlier today, just a few hours ago, I was on the phone and I led a young man, a university student in Massachusetts to Jesus Christ. He had never experienced the life-transforming power of Jesus Christ. He, he had never been born again. And I had a high honor to lead him to Jesus. So if you're listening to this broadcast and you gave your life to Christ, you prayed with me that simple prayer where you just cried out to Jesus, Jesus, save me. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> Fill me, oh God, with your presence. Well, you've been, you became a child of God. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome. We love you. We bless you. We want to help you. So be sure to email me so you can send me your mailing address so I can send a, out a New Testament to you as, as soon as possible. That's jay at jbartlett.org. Now, there's more to the whole subject of curses that I want to discuss on tonight's edition of Deliverance. So do stand by as we continue on the subject of breaking satanic curses on tonight's edition of Deliverance.
Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate, trying to count up how many times that Paul, one of the greatest Jesus freaks ever, escaped death. Several times, angry mobs tried to stone him. Once, he was even left for dead. Paul was bitten by a poisonous snake, robbed, thrown in jail a bunch of times, shipwrecked three times, and spent a whole night adrift at sea. He survived floods, starvation, and five separate whippings. Paul wasn't afraid to die. He even wrote, to live is Christ and to die is gain. But God had bigger plans. God used Paul to reach the Gentiles, encourage and challenge churches, write much of the New Testament, and be an example to you and I of how to trust and obey God's plan, no matter what. Will you stand with the Voice of the Martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the image of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. They ought not to be so. Curses are a reality. Everywhere you go, you hear people cursing the name of the Lord Jesus, cursing God the Father, cursing God, cursing one another. You see it everywhere. This should not be. For we are dispelling deadly poison when we curse one another. And what does poison do, my friends? Poison leads to sickness. It can lead to physical sickness. Obviously, but it can also lead to spiritual spiritual sickness. And there are many people suffering under the effects of satanic curses. Now, let's not limit this conversation, this discussion to simply satanic curses in a structured form that many of you are thinking of when we're when when talking about curses and spells. As I mentioned in the last half hour, a curse could be simply a hateful word, a bitter word, an angry word, an unforgiving word, a damaging, hurtful word to another human being with no intention to bring about witchcraft spell, a witchcraft kind of spell or or effect per se. But that's what curses do, though. It brings about the effects of witchcraft because it's a deadly poison. Witchcraft is a deadly poison. Witchcraft, cursing, brings forth poison. 
Now, unwitchcraft cursing brings about poison. Same conclusion. It brings about deadly poison. Cursing is an abomination to God. And we need to ask God to help us to tame this tongue that each and every human being has that that can bring about destruction. I can't begin to tell you, my friends, of the hundreds and hundreds of exorcisms I've been involved in that involved in some way or or another curses. Those who are being affected by curses, those who cast who cast spells and curses to other people. And there's many believers suffering under the effects of curses. As I reminded everybody in the last half hour, be mindful, though, that if you know Jesus Christ, your spirit nature is seated with Christ and no curse. It doesn't matter if all the witches in the world were to curse you. Your spirit nature cannot be touched by a curse, cannot be touched by a spell, cannot be touched by Satan himself. Paul makes that very clear, my friends. Let me read it to you. I have the New Testament here. It's a powerful reminder to each and every one of us, the power of God in regards to where our true identity, which is our spirit, the spirit, give life to the spirit, Jesus says. If you look at Colossians chapter 3, for example, and again, I've, I've done studies on this, on this broadcast many times, but let's just refer to Colossians chapter 3 real quick. For you died, Paul says, the Apostle Paul, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now, can any demon go into that position? No, of course not. Think about it. Can a demon go in Christ in God? No. And that's where you're at, my friends. What a comforting, loving, peaceful place that is to be in. A secure place. Now, you're... Your body, obviously, is not in Christ in God. Your body is in Bangladesh, if you're listening in Bangladesh. If you're listening in Los Angeles, California, your body is seated there in California. Our body nature is limited to time and space here and now. But your spirit nature, in a very, very mystical, miraculous, supernatural, and a very mysterious way, is seated with Christ and God. See you with Christ in the heavenly realms, in Jesus Christ. What a safe place to be in. And we need to be remindful of that. And no curse in hell, no curse in hell from hell, from the pits of hell, can have an effect on your spirit. Now, the consequences of, of curses can have an effect upon your body, believers' bodies. Believers' souls, their mind, their emotions, their will. I'm speaking with hundreds, perhaps thousands of believers where this is the case. Perhaps you're listening to the broadcast and you've been cursed. You're a believer in Jesus Christ. You're wondering, how can this be? Well, Paul, well, I mean, uh, pardon me, I, in, in, the book, in the book of James, chapter, chapter 3, James makes it very clear that curses are a reality. He refers to to the, the cursing, the, the curses that come from the tongue. As a deadly poison, curses are a reality. 
in a very structured satanic form and in a very unstructured form. Both are an abomination. Both are evil. Both are filled with the poison of Satan. So you're suffering from a curse. You're suffering from a satanic curse. What are you to do about it? How are you to break satanic curses? I'm here to tell you the solution. It's the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Can you think anything? Can you think of anything more powerful than the person of Jesus Christ? For he is God in the flesh. He's come in the flesh, Jesus Christ. Is there anything more powerful than Jesus Christ? No. Absolutely no. Jesus is everything. He is king. He is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. So, we need to call upon his holy name. We need to call upon his holy name to break curses. That's right. We need to call upon the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to call upon the Lord. And he will set you free. The scripture clearly tells, for the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. What is a work of the devil? There's many works, but one work is cursing. The act of, of cursing one, or cursing a family, cursing a business, cursing a person's health, their spiritual well-being, their church, their community, their nation. But I'm here to tell you the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ can come, can come against these curses and break them. That's when, when I deal with people, and I deal with thousands of people who, need, who are needing exorcisms, needing demons to be driven out, what do I lead them to do? It's very simple. I lead them in prayer to Jesus Christ. He is the one true God. And we go to Jesus, and we ask Jesus to break the curse. And he does. Does he desire you to be cursed? Does he desire to, for you to suffer the consequences of curses? No, 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 no. Jesus wants to bless you. Jesus wants your soul to prosper. He wants you to be filled with his very presence, with his love, his joy, his peace, his power. So the blood, the blood. The shed blood of the cross, the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ can defeat satanic curses. I can't begin to tell you how many curses have been sent my way. Uh, hundreds, perhaps thousands. I have a lot of enemies, my friends, a lot of enemies all around this globe. I get phone calls. We get visits. We get emails. We get letters. Actual attempts of my life. From those who desire to see me cursed, destroyed, dead. But they don't realize that I have eternal life. Meaning if I were to die in this, in this natural realm, I still live on. It's just a gateway to eternity, which I'm experiencing at this very moment. For I have eternal life. I have the Lord Jesus Christ who is life. And they can't touch my spirit. And that's the thing the enemies have no idea. Even the demons of hell do not comprehend this spiritual truth, and that is I am seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms, and they cannot touch me. They cannot touch my spirit nature. Sure, they can affect my soul, 
my mind, my emotions, my will. Sure, they can affect my body. But they can't touch my spirit. So I'm here to tell you, my friends, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, Jesus wins. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus wins. And that's the good news. Jesus wins. Jesus wins. Satan loses. Satan loses. Jesus wins. Oh, I got so much more to share with you tonight. And I want to encourage you. And we're going to pray to break satanic curses tonight. You don't need to be under a curse anymore. You need to be free in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you can be set free, and you will be set free in the name of Jesus. I'll be back after this brief intermission.
Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with the Challenge for Jesus Freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. The Bible tells how Jesus suffered on his way to the cross. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Another passage describes the scene on Calvary. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. These vivid accounts of Jesus' death are not from the New Testament. They're from Isaiah, written prophetically more than 600 years before Christ was born. For more from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. occult curses designed to destroy one's enemies. There's one occult curse I know of that is simply referred to as a curse weapon that allows one to call upon the forces of evil to cause one to mishandle a weapon, for example, potentially killing the weapon holder. Now this curse is sent out, the demon, the power that, that's actually sent out, and carries out this mission. I, I was recently in a, in a uh, as a result of uh, traveling all different places around the world. I, I was in an airport, and I remember looking in a store, and there was all kinds of uh, little voodoo dolls being sold in a major airport in North America, whereby you could use the voodoo doll to, bring, to send forth curses. I mean, it's everywhere. There's books. There's different kits. There's manuals. There's places all over the Internet that teaches one how to send curses and spells. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Well, on a ministry trip to Arizona nearly 10 years ago, I was cursed for simply sharing the gospel, and that has happened numerous times. But I remember in this particular case, this gentleman hated the gospel so much and hated the fact that I approached him with it on the street. He blasphemed and cursed God and then cursed me with the hope that I would be disabled. I broke it immediately, and I rebuked that curse by the blood of Jesus Christ and blessed the man. As Jesus says, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Over the years, as I've shared with you, I've been cursed hundreds, perhaps thousands of times by Satanists, occultists, witches, for my stand in Jesus Christ. But by God's grace, I have responded with prayer, love, and blessings. Yes, curses are a reality in our world, and only the blood of Jesus is able to protect you, your family, your home, your business, your property, your church, and free you from the curses and spells being sent to you. Only the blood of Jesus. For we have defeated Satan by the blood of the Lamb. What is a curse? It's, a, it's from Satan, the kingdom of Satan. Well, we have deceived, defeated Satan by the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which flows from the eternal throne of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, still is activated, still empowered, still holy, still pure, still righteous, from eternity past to eternity future, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ cleanses, protects, 
heals, restores, provides. The blood of Jesus is able to break the satanic curse you may be under right now. And in the authority of the blood of Jesus Christ, I speak the blood, the blood, the holy blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God's blood. I speak the blood of Jesus upon you. I speak the blood of Jesus upon you. I speak the blood of Jesus Christ, and I break every satanic curse you may be under. You may not even be aware of it. I pray for your family. I pray for your business. I pray for your health. I pray for your children. I pray for your grandchildren. May those curses that have been sent to you be broken by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And may you experience the release of God right now in the authority of the blood of Jesus Christ. Be released from those satanic curses. Demons, go. In the name of Jesus, go. Demons from curses, go. Release the person's health. Release the person's business. Release their spiritual health. Release their body. Release their soul. Now, in Jesus' name. Now, pray with me. I want you to say, in the name of Jesus. Go ahead, say it. Join with me throughout this whole world. I want those who are listening in to join with me. In the name of Jesus, I stand for God. And I stand opposed to Satan. And I renounce Satan in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, let's break those generational curses. I break every curse set upon my home, my property, my family, my children, my health, my finances, my spiritual life, my church, my community, my nation, by the blood of Jesus Christ. I break every satanic curse that has traveled through the bloodline from my mother's side, my father's side. I break it now by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm encouraged. I really sense God's Holy Spirit moving. How many hearts and listeners, even now. Father, I thank you for each and every listener. Bless them. And I bless my enemies. I pray that you bless them and prosper them. Bring them to you, Lord Jesus. Now, I would encourage you, my friends, if you have opportunity, be sure to visit my site, jbartlett.org, jbartlett.org. Visit my more than 25 volumes on a variety of, I've written a, more than 25 books on a variety of different issues and subjects and topics that I'm sure will be a blessing to you. Find one that interests you. Download it. They're all free. Basically, I think there's maybe a few books uh, that are not available but for download, but nearly all my books are free. Download them tonight. Be blessed. Be encouraged. Be strengthened. Be equipped so you can join us in this mission to uplifting the name of Jesus Christ, casting out evil spirits, healing the sick. And strengthen, strengthening the church, the universal body of Christ around this world. Well, my friends, it's my great honor and privilege to bless you. Not to curse you, but to bless you. And I bless each and every one of you. I bless you in the name of the Father. The holy name of the Father. Of the Son, Jesus. And in the name of the Holy Spirit, I bless you. Amen. Lift your hands up to the 
Lord. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Yeah. Another way you can recognize a Jesus freak. Watch how they act. Now the truth is that Christians aren't perfect. We mess up all the time. That's the sinful nature of man. But an authentic Christian will work hard so that the non-believers don't view us as hypocrites. Peter wrote, 
Be careful how you live among your unbelieving neighbors. Even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behaviors, and they will believe and give honor to God when he comes to judge the world. That's an excellent reminder. Your behavior won't get you into heaven, but your behavior will help your neighbor to see and believe. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com.